That song right there, Shelly and I, we, we love that song at our house. And we were driving down the road the other day, and it was, Awake Our Souls. <laughs> we were singing that together. I so love that part. You know, our soul needs to wake up. Amen? Tell your soul, say, wake up. Come on, wake up. We got we to gotta wake up. You know, um, wherever the king is, there is the kingdom. Let's give Jesus some praise in the house today. Can we do that? Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is worthy of our praise. A couple things before I get started this morning. I just want to, I want my word today, uh, my word this year is communicate. So I'm going to try to communicate a little bit more for you. Um, just so you want, if you guys want a hard copy of the prophetic words that uh, for 2016, there's some on that back table right there as you go out. They're right here in, in purple royalty. And they're also on the website. If you want to go on the website, you can click on the website, find the prophetic word, and, and you will have them available for you. The other thing is how many of you know in order, there are some times God supernaturally can do some things, and then there's some processes in which we need to go through. Oh, come on, somebody. I know I know there's some of you here that I can look that God supernaturally delivered you of certain things, and then there's some, like myself, that it was a process of going through something. I want you to know if there's some issues that's going on in your life, we have what's called freedom ministries. We don't talk about it. I don't promote it a whole lot. But if you're really dealing with some things, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, and you're just try, having trouble breaking through, I want you to get with Pastor Sean. And there's a team of people that will be able to begin to look at the situations, pray for you, and then help you through that process to get free. How many of you know God died for us to give freedom? Amen. He died for us and he rose again for us to be free. Uh, so that's, that's freedom ministries that's available for you. Um, the also, when we had in the back of the seat, sometimes you guys had a for the cause. I've got a testimony that when somebody had sowed a seed and for the cause, they attached their faith with that. And this testimony was that actually the person needed some car work done. They needed some work done, and they also had thought there were some there were brake issues. And God provided to be able to get the work done that they needed to get done. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. And also found out that the brake issue did wasn't a brake issue, so they didn't have to spend the money on the brakes. Now, come on, somebody. That, that gets me excited, you know. So there's some of those testimonies. We would love to have the testimonies as, uh, as you know that what you've believed God for, then sowed that seed and then watch and see that take place. The other thing is, Shelly, touch base on the one word wall. We're going to be replacing it. We're going to put the words for 2016. If you haven't gotten it yet, there's a table over there. When you do get it, just we're asking you can draw it. You can be creative or you can do like I did. Just put a magic marker and put it in there. And we're going to put it on that one word. Every time you come in, you'll be able to walk in. Hopefully, you'll be able to see that and to know that's that one word. Now, Shelly and I, I've got my one word all over the place. I got it on the TV. I got it on the door. I got some of those that were over there the other day. It was like, I got it over here. I got it in the living, living room. I got it in the bedroom. I got it on my mirror. I got, I got it everywhere I need to. I can be continually reminded of that one word. So I hope you guys get that one word. I want to share with you also, we... Um, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, we took a team down to the Oklahoma State Capitol. We went down with a team. We got people from all over uh, the state of Oklahoma. There was about, um, there was over 50 people. I think there was 55 or 57 people. We got together and we just went through the entire Capitol and blessed it. Oh, come on, somebody. 
We just blessed it. We declared blessings from the basement to the fifth floor. We had blessings. We just declared blessings. Uh, I just want to share a testimony on that. We went, in, went to go in the house. One of my responsibilities, we went to go in the Senate to get on the floor. You've got to have permission to get on the floor. You just can't walk in and just get on the floor. Well, um, through relationships, I was able to go into the Senate, and uh, I knew the arms, the sergeant at arms, and he was like, hey, pastor, how you doing? I was like, good. And, and he, he was on his phone. I said, we just want to come in. Can I come in? And we just want to bless the floor, the, the senators. We want to bless everything. He was like, go do what you want to do, pastor. Go do what you want to do. So we were able to be able to bless the floor of the Senate. I mean, I, I got a chance to send it tomorrow last day, Bible. I blessed it in the name of Jesus. We went to every single one of them and blessed it. Now, check this out. We also went over to the house. And I went over to the house, and uh, the captain of the house was sitting there, and I came in, and, and it was just an amazing day. There was Most of the time, there's a lot of things stirring at the Capitol, but it was almost like God had settled everything for us to be able to come in and just pray blessings over our Capitol. How many of you know the legislation needs a blessing this year? Amen. They need the wisdom. They need the revelation. They need the light of the Lord. They need the mind of Christ in order to be able to... Uh, to, to be able to make the adjustments that we're going to have to make as a state. So we went to go into the house, and I asked this guy, I said, look, you know, I told him who I was and what we were doing, and he said, you're going to have to talk to the captain. So I went over to the captain, and he was on the phone, and I just stood there till he got done, and he got off the phone. And I said, uh, I said, Captain, I introduced myself, who I was, and, and, and I said, I want to come in and see if we could have your permission. How many of you know there is authority? When you do something under authority that God blesses that, hello, there is, there is authority. And, and, he, and, and I had told him what I wanted to do, and he kind of leaned back like this. And he said, do you know what you're asking to do? And I thought, uh-oh. And he said this. He said, I believe that you've been sent by God for such a time for today to be here with a pure heart and the right motives. He said, you don't understand how big this is. He said, do you understand what they're up against this next year in the legislative session? I said, yes, sir, I, I think I do. And he said, you don't know how large this is. He said, you guys have my permission to go in to the floor of the house and pray a blessing. And we blessed. Now, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Uh, just God opened the doors just time and time again. We came out and we were able to pray for him. You know, we were, we were there. We went up and we just prayed, anointed everything. You know, it's like, hey, God, just we just, we just ask the Lord's blessing. We want what's blessed of God to be blessed. We aren't blessing somebody's unrighteousness. Come on, somebody. We are blessing what the Lord wants, and they, we know that they need wisdom. So we were able to do that, and that was a, a couple of weeks ago. And on a Thursday, we have a team, and I want to thank those that went down with me. Uh, thank you very much for doing that and all those around the state that gathered. Then we had one guy. How many of you know we, we've been we learning a lot about quantum physics and matter has a memory and how important things are? <clears throat> and then we had one guy that says, look, I want to connect all the, <clears throat> all the floors from the basement to the top. And he said, I'm going to go up. And so we had teams on each floor. And they went through that entire floor. Blessed, 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 blessed. How many of you know we're supposed to be a blessing? Amen. And we did that all the way. And then he goes, I want to connect them all. 
And I said, and he said, I really don't want to go up and down the stairs. I said, well, how are you going to do that? He said, I'm going to ride the elevator. How many of you know it works? Every elevator stops at every floor. So he got on there and then just declared a blessing and connected all of that. And also, by the way, um, we, we also had, we had an agreement with the governor that was aware of what we have done and was in agreement to what we have done. Amen. That's big. So let's give the Lord some praise for that. Okay, are you ready? Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, get ready. If you got your Bibles, get them out. Anybody have an idea of where we're going to go today? Philippians, okay, there we go. Turn your, turn your Bible to Philippians. I just want to do a little bit of review. I want to get to a place that God wants us to get to. And then I really want to challenge you with a couple of things this morning. As you're turning to the book of Philippians, let me pray. Father, I thank you that, that God, that you just are, have clarity right here, that we're able to communicate your word. We're able to communicate the principles in your word. And I declare that we have eyes to see and ears to hear what you're speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Um, one more thing. Mike, can I have you put up those photos real quick? I want to share with you that this is the kid check that we've started phase one on the remodel. This, was, this is what we've done there. We've, we, uh, we are, uh, we've got a new, uh, new countertop. We, we redid the walls. We put Living Word Fellowship kids on it. There's a couple things yet to do. There's a little bit of trim work. We did not do the carpet yet because we're going to do the carpet all at one time when we finish all the phases. But this is the first phase. What's the next picture, Mike? So we've got it. We've got it ready to go. It's going to be nice for the kids. They've still got to put a couple pictures up. But I just want to say thank you guys for allowing us to be able to do that. And uh, it's going to be very functional, and it's going to be it's a really nice place. So I want to say thank you. So turn to the person next to you and say you're part of that, and we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Okay, bless you. Thank you for that. We just wanted to give you an update. The book of Philippians. As you know, the book of Philippians was, Paul was writing to the church, and it was written about 63 A.D. He was, uh, he was imprisoned in Rome, and we know that that book was about really three different things. Number one, it was a genuine letter. Say genuine letter. And it was another letter. It was a letter that was a letter of love. It was a letter of love. And the third thing it was, uh, I'm just reviewing real quick, it was a letter of joy. Paul had a genuine relationship with the Philippian church. It had been 11 years prior when he wrote this letter that he had been there. And, and they were fond and he was his heart. So I really want to encourage you. Your, your assignment is to read through this book of Philippians, not just once and say, okay, I got it. Check it off. Done. <laughs> but to spend some time in it, meditate it, meditate in it. Paul lived for Christ. He lived for the gospel. His attitude was this. His attitude said, it didn't matter what happened to me or what I was having to go through. His attitude, as long as the gospel was preached and the kingdom of heaven was advanced, that was the most important thing to him. I mean, it's just like, wow, what an amazing guy. So Paul says in chapter 1, he says that he has a heart for them. In other words, he just wasn't thinking about the church of, of Philippi. He had a heart for them. And I want you to know that, that God has a heart for us. He has a heart for our church. He's not just, we're not just on his, on his mind. We're, we're, we're in his thoughts. We're in his heart. Can I get an amen for that? And he goes on and he tells the church of Philippi, he says, that their love may abound. Say abound. Does anybody remember the two things that we talked about? How you can tell when love is abounding. Does anybody remember? I won't hold you. I won't hold you. Number one was that when we think about others, 
when we put others more importantly than ourselves. That's how you can tell that love is abounding. And the second thing, number two, is forgiveness. Say forgiveness. We're willing to forgive. We're willing to forgive. When love is truly abounding, you won't hold unforgiveness and bitterness against somebody. Oh, come on. I got a few amens over here. But we got to understand that. We got to say, okay, we, 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 we have to understand that two things is the one he thinks when we think about others that are more importantly than us. And the second thing is that we're willing to forgive. Paul was being imprisoned and he was in being in prison because of Christ being in prison because he was preaching Christ. He was imprisoned because there was a shift that was going to take place and Christianity was beginning to explode in the earth. People were becoming believers. The, the, the Praetorian Guard the, 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 became followers of Jesus Christ. I mean, it was like, hey, when he sent the letter, he was like, hey, let me tell you, all the brothers and the saints in, in Philippi, but also these Praetorian Guard, the brothers are here. It's like he was converting people to follow Christ. So I, I figured, you know, Caesar was going to look at that and say, I got to get him to trial really quick. I got I to gotta get him through. So we continue to see that. Christ was being preached. He also said this in chapter 1, whether the motives were right or whether the motives were wrong, whether the motives were pure or he says whether the motives were selfish, he said the gospel, the good news, and Christ was being preached. And I was like, man, sometimes we're more concerned about, you know, who's doing it for what motives are doing it. And Paul was like, hey, the motives, I'm not worried about the motives, but Christ is being preached. Amen. Amen. So he wants to go and he wants to stay with them and he wants to spend time with them and he wants to talk with them and he sends some others to be able to go visit them, you know, to be able to bless them and encourage them. So I want to start out at verse or chapter one. I want to look at verse 27. So if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians chapter one. I'm just going to read through 27. We're going to get to get to a couple places. He goes on verse 27. He says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. Say unity. Paul was saying, look, there is there's unity there. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I want to say thank you to Pastor Virginia for ministering Sunday. Let's give the Lord some praise for her. Thank you very much for filling in. We uh, we were in um, liberal Kansas and had a wonderful time and I've been to three different worship services in the last week, and they've all been different. Amen. They've all all been different. All had a wonderful flavor, and God was exalted. But thank you, Pastor Virginia. Appreciate that. I uh, uh, I went to go on and listen to the message, but I wasn't able to open it up. But uh, we'll we'll take a look at that on the internet. Um, verse twenty-seven. He says, "There are one mind, one spirit, with one mind. Excuse me, striving together for the faith of the gospel." And in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is the sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you that to, excuse me, and that to from God. For you, it has been granted for Christ's sakes, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Experience the same conflict that you saw in me and now here to be in me. And let's look at chapter two. He says, therefore, meaning that what he's about to say, what he previously said, tie it into what he's about to say. He says, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, 
He says, make my joy complete. I want to go back to that to that first verse. He says, therefore, if that word, if really in the Greek is is a word, it's like since. So let me set it this way. Since there is encouragement in Christ, since there is any consolation of love, since there is any fellowship of the spirit, since there's any affection and compassion. Do you understand what he's beginning to say here? He's saying, these things are happening, and since they're happening, then he goes on and he says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, the same love, united in spirit, intent, and one purpose. So he's speaking of certainties. He's not saying if, well, if I got it or if I don't. He's really, there is a certainty there. He's saying, since of this, since this is there, since it's this, since this is there, then since these things are there, then he goes on and he says, make my joy complete. Make my joy complete. And he goes on by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. So there's, there's four things. There's four ways right here in this scripture that he talks about. Make my joy complete by, number one is the same mind. Say same mind. Same mind. Being of the same mind. Being of the same mind. The same mind in Christ. The same mind. We need to have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We've got the same mind. Amen? My mind's different. You know, my, I, got one of, I got a different brain than everybody else has got. You got different brains than the person next to you. But he wants us to be of the same mind. So that's the same mind. Say same mind. So can you see this? Here's my joy. I want it to be complete. I want it to be full. Because of these things, I want you to be in the same mind. He goes on and he says, maintaining the same what? Love. Maintaining the same love. Would you say that that's not just having conditional love? I love Rita only if she loves me. I love Terry only if he loves me. Well, if Terry does something nice, then I love him. No, we need to be of the same love, meaning we love each other conditionally. We love each other. Come on, somebody, whether they're nice to you or not nice to you, whether they talk about you or don't talk about you, whether they talk good about you or bad about you, we need to still be in the same mind with the same love. Say, say love. We've got, we love. We love. I mean, God loves us unconditional. My love is not based on how good I am today by how God feels. Are you with me? My love is based on what Jesus has done on the cross. That's the love. He, that is the love. He is love. God is love. So I can mess up today. I don't want to mess up today. I'm not striving to mess up today. But if I mess up today, God still loves me. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. So he says, not only of the same mind, maintaining the same love, but he says what? United in one spirit. United in one spirit. United in one spirit, united in one spirit. And last week or a couple weeks ago, we talked about the unity and how good and precious it is for brothers to dwell together in unity, that their God commands a blessing on your lives in unity. There has to be unity. I'm here to tell you in marriages, there have to be unity. And when we're united, whoo, baby, when we're united, when we're in unity, there's a blessing that's there, Right. Come on, you, you've been in marriages and, and experienced marriage issues where there hasn't been unity and, and there wasn't a blessing that's there. Come on, somebody. So he's, he's talking about being of same mind, maintaining the same love, united in one spirit and intent on one purpose. What was Paul's purpose? 
Paul's purpose was about Jesus. Paul's purpose was about the kingdom of God. Paul's purpose was about that. He, you know, Paul was a tent maker. He was a tent maker. So his purpose wasn't about, well, I've just got to see how many tents I can produce. He was producing tents to fund his ministry because his purpose was Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. His purpose was Jesus. Our purpose has got to be Jesus. We sing because of Jesus. We pray because of Jesus. We preach because of Jesus. We forgive because of Jesus. We love because of Jesus. Our purpose has got to be Jesus. Come on, that was weak. Give me a strong one here. Come on. Amen. I I was with uh, Pastor Jim Holman, and, you know, he was the one saying, am I in the right church? You know, I did that in his church. I was like, am I in the right church? And they all went, we've heard that before. So he's got a same mind, same love, united in one spirit, intent on one purpose. I would encourage you that those four things that are there, once you see it, you can't unsee it. That is about keeping Christ centered in your life. Keeping Christ centered in your life. And a lot of times we get off center. Let me go on. Let me go on. I want to read verses 3 through 11, then I'll come back and we'll touch base. Do nothing. He goes on. He says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests but also the interests of others. Having this attitude in yourselves, which also in Christ Jesus, who also is a existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God to be a thing grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant or bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name. So that every knee in the, or every name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Sound like something in Romans fourteen eleven? Paul said to the Romans. He said that every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. Look at me in just a moment. When I look at this scripture, when I, I'm going to go back to verses 5 and 6. When you look at them and you be, spend a little bit of time in them, you're going to see some qualities and characteristics of Jesus. The qualities and characteristics of Jesus, I want to point a few out to you, if you will. Real quick, he, number one, in verse 5 and 6, in verse 5, he goes on, he says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. So the first thing that you have to know and you have to understand the characteristic that you see here is that he thinks of others. He thinks of others. It wasn't about him being God, fully God, fully man. He divested himself of being God when he was on the earth. Are you with me? He, he set those things aside so he could be in that physical body and operate and understand the things that you go through. Don't think we have a God doesn't understand where you've been. Don't think we have a God doesn't understand what issues you've got to deal with. Don't think we have a God that's not, that he's just up there on the throne and he's falling asleep and he just doesn't pay any attention to what you're going through, Bill. 
We have a God that, that matters, and, and he mat- you matter to him, that he knows what you're going through. He's not unaware. He's not falling asleep. He's not and forgot about you. He knows the situations and the issues that you're dealing with in your life right now, and I believe he's making provision for you right now. Oh, come on. Can I get an amen for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I begin to start thinking about it. He thinks of others. Number two, the second thing is he serves. And if you look at verse 7, it says, he emptied himself. Taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men. Taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men. Man, what grace. What grace. From heaven to earth comes Jesus. From glory to shame. From a master to a servant. And not only that, from life to to death and then he experiences death on the cross which is the worst experience of death on the cross that you could ever ever imagine the very worst criminals were the ones that were killed on the cross the very worst the worst in society and i think about what grace oh god look what you've done for us look at what's taken place in matthew 20 28 he said jesus himself said the son of man did not come To be served, he came to serve. I'm going to ask the worship team just to come on up. And he he, he says he was found, verse 3. Let me go back to verse 7. Verse 7, he says he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men. How many of you know he just obeyed the Father? He obeyed the Father. Jesus said, I'm just going to do what the Father tells me to do. I'm going to be in agreement with the Father. I'm going to be obedient to the Father. I want to be able to do what the Father says I'm going to do. I'm going to walk in the things of the Father. And he says, and the fa- you know what? The Father's instructions are really serve others. Serve others. A lot of times we're just self-serving. Oh, come on, somebody. A lot of times we just want a God that's a self-serving God. who just serve me, serve me, meet my needs, take care of me, when the whole time God might be wanting to flow through you to meet somebody else's needs. He may want to flow through you to help somebody else in a situation. He wants you to speak hope and, and, and forgiveness and understanding and have wisdom and revelation. I mean, recently when, when Joyce Meyer, we were doing a teaching on Wednesday night, and Joyce Meyer was saying, somebody needs you, just sometimes you just need to come up to them and love on them. They don't necessarily need somebody to preach at them. Come on, somebody. They don't necessarily need somebody to point out their sin and the issues that they're doing wrong in their life. They need somebody to be able to come in and begin to love on them. And when we begin to look at that, that's what I really thought Jesus was about. When you look at Jesus and he said, look, the son of man, he was the son of man. Daniel talks about the son of man. Jesus is the son of man. And he talks about that and he says, he says, look, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And didn't he serve? Didn't he heal, deliver, set free? Didn't he go through and and do those different things? So number one, he thinks about others, not himself. Number two, he serves. And when I see that, I just think about the amazing grace that Jesus has. He emptied himself. He laid aside his God part. All right, his divinity, right. He laid that aside, willingly laid it down. To hear from the Father. He willingly set it aside. And I think about that he became human. He became human. He was sinless in a human flesh body. Human. 
He was human. Why? Because he knew what you guys had to deal with. He had to go through that. But he used his body to serve others. He used his body to serve others. He used his body to serve others, to be a servant, to obey the Father and do what the Father says, to pray, prophesy, preach, deliver, heal, set free. Oh, come on, somebody. Do we not see this? And then he took his body willingly to the cross, to the cross right there. He willingly took his body to the cross. And when I see these characteristics and I look at that and I think, what an amazing God. And the third thing he did was, number one, he, or number, number three, he sacrificed. He made a sacrifice. He sacrificed for us. He says, verse 8, being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death. And the Bible says even death on the cross. He died a non Roman death. He died the worst death you could possibly ever die. That's what he did for us. And I began to start meditating on this and I thought, what have I died of? What have I died of? Have I truly died of something? Have I truly given something up? Have I truly made the sacrifice of what Jesus has made for us? And then I thought, do I ask you the question? I want to say this, listen, in no condemnation. I'm not condemning anybody here. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the truth is, if we will be honest with ourselves, if we'll look at ourselves, have we died? Have we made a sacrifice? A lot of times we'll make sacrifice for other things that we want to do, but there will be some things that I believe that God wants us to do that maybe we've not made that sacrifice for. Have we died to ourselves? Have we died to pride? Have we died to these things? Have I, have I died to selfishness? Have I died to pride? Let me, let me direct it towards me. Am I dead to that thing that can try to rise up? Am I loving my wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it? Because that's what the Word of God says I'm supposed to do for her. And it's not about a conditional thing. Baby, I'll do this for you if you'll just do this for me. No, I need to give myself up. That's what Christ did. That was a picture of the church. That, that was a wedding picture of the church. Have I died to those things in myself? Have I died to my selfish ambition? Have I died to my will, my way, the things that I want to do, the way I want to do it? Have I died to that selfish ambition that I have? Have I died to strife and division? Have I died to those things? Have I died to gossip and murmuring? That that's, These are just in the words that he talks about. Have I died to those things? And have I gotten to that place where I just want to use God just to use God to benefit me? Or is it really about others? Because here's the truth. Sometimes a lot of us believe in prosperity. We believe that we want to have enough for us four and no more. And God wants to release prosperity in your life, not just for your family, but to help other families as well. And have we died for that? Have we said, God, my vision is only going to be so far because I just want to make, you know, I want to make 100000 a year and I'll be good for everybody else. Well, what happens if God has it to where he wants you to make a million a year? 
Are you willing to make a sacrifice for what it takes to do that? Because that other 900,000 may be laid up for the, for the church or the kingdom of God to be able to bring people out of addiction or bondages or other things that God wants to do. Have we truly died of ourselves on those things? Have we truly made a sacrifice? And maybe that's not it, but maybe you've gotten to the place where I'm comfortable and it's good. Well, maybe we need to die of the comfort. Paul said, I've, I understand what it's like when I don't have anything, and I understand what it's like when I do have. Whether I abase or abound is what he said. But I, And I think about the cross, and I think about the sacrifice, and I wonder, have we made a sacrifice? Oh, I make my sacrifice on a Sunday. I make my sacrifice on a Wednesday. And listen, I know a lot of you guys, but what about tomorrow? Will you sacrifice something for him? Will you pray when it's inconvenient? Will you read the word when it's not really convenient? Will you pray for somebody? Sandy's in the house today. I just want to rejoice over Sandy. Hallelujah. She's in the house today. We've been praying for We've been praying for And now she here she is. Those are, those are the, the winds that we look at. And we sacrifice our time for what God has for us. And sometimes it's like, I'll give it to you just for a few moments. Will you just bring the lights down a minute, Mike, if you'll just bring the lights down. I just want to ask you about the sacrifice thing. I don't know. I know I gotta, I know there's some things that I gotta die of too. And you know what? There's some stuff that tries to come back. The difference in the church in Africa that is exploding and, and, and they've got 20,000, 200,000 members is because those people are dead. No, I mean, they're dead to themselves. When, when, when a leader comes in at the church and he says, I need you to move this chair, they don't say why. They just move it. And God is honoring that. It's saying, it's, it's, it's saying, God, do we die to ourselves of those things? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I want to, I want to die to those things. I want to make that sacrifice. You know, I want to, I want to encourage you. Let's just take a few moments and let's just worship the Lord right now. Just worship the Lord right now. Just worship the Lord right now. Listen, we all can make greater sacrifices. But I want us to look at Jesus and look at the sacrifice that he made. The things that he went through, the things that he did. The things that he stepped into. He stepped into the true freedom. We talk about the true freedom. The true freedom that we have is when we die to ourselves and God raises us up. And he raises us up and he speaks within us. Tatum, if you want to just let's begin to worship the Lord this morning. Let's just see where God wants to go with this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I'm unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me And oh, how he loves us so Oh, how he loves us, 
Jesus thought of others, not himself. He came to serve, not to be served, and he came to sacrifice. There's one more in that verse, those verses that we'll give to you next week. But I want you to think about something. I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes a moment. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. Jesus said, he who does not take up the cross and follow after me, he said, is not worthy of me. Luke references it this way. He said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily. Daily and follow me. Have you taken up his cross? A lot of times we'll take up his suffering. In other words, we'll say Jesus suffered on the cross and I'm suffering too. Life is terrible and it's bad and it's going to get worse. Or have you taken up his cross, his cross of victory? His cross where he defeated death. His cross where he defeated sin. His cross where he redeemed you and set you on high. His cross when he paid the price for you. Have you taken up that cross? And when you take up that cross, then then bondages and addictions will go away. When you take up that cross, then jealousy and envy and strife and division will go away. When you take up that cross, we'll be like the Philippian church. And Paul says, it's just joy when I think about you. I just not only have you in my head, but I have you in my heart. And you take it up daily. It's not something you can set down. Sometimes we'll put Christ in the center of our lives today. But tomorrow we may forget all about him. Or maybe we move him off just a little bit. Or maybe it's just out of balance and we, we just, we just, something else came in and it's like a tire that gets flat. It's out of balance. That all of a sudden it'll wear down and you'll wear down. Will you take up your cross, his cross, his cross of victory? His cross of freedom, his cross of identity, his cross of rulership, his cross of authority. (laughs) How about all of that that's within the cross? I want to shift your thinking today. I want you to begin to look at that today. 
And to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I may have gotten knocked down, but I can get back up. It may have been difficult times in my life, but I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get through it. I may not ever forget about it, but I'll always remember, God, what you've done through it. And he's taking ashes and he's turning them into beauty. He's giving you beauty for ashes. He's taking those things that have come against you and he's working them out to your good that you got to understand and you got to begin to see that right now. You got to begin to say, hey, I can begin to rise up of this situation. I can rise up of this health issues. I can rise up of this financial issues. I can rise up. I can get on the train with a spiritual train and get it all today. Just put your hand on your heart this morning. God's speaking truth in his word today. He's speaking truth in his word today. Take up his cross. I want to encourage you. Get in the word of God. Get in it. You got you got so much time for Facebook. Get on the word. You got so much. I use Facebook and some of you do. You use Facebook as an amazing thing to minister to other people and give hope to other people. Continue doing that. That is amazing. That's wonderful. Some of us will sit and watch TV. Do we have time that we can turn it off and, and read the word of God? Can we just spend time praying for for each other? Pray for me. You don't know who to pray for. Pray for me. Pray for our nation. Pray for our state. Pray for this world. Pray for the countries that are in darkness. Maybe we've we've sacrificed not saying anything about Jesus because we we, we don't want to be we want to be politically correct. And I may offend somebody. Well, I'd rather them be offended. Paul said. I'd rather them be offended because I'm talking about Christ. And the the rock, Christ, offends people. Just the word Jesus is going to offend some people. You can't even control that. Will you take up his cross? Will, will you begin to grow? This year is going to be the greatest year of your life. And I believe that so much. It's a year of Jubilee, and we believe that so much. There's already things that are taking place. We're hearing testimonies of what God is already doing. Will you take up his cross daily and follow him? Just follow him. Just follow him. Say, Lord, where are you going? I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going. I'm just going to go where you go. Father, I just I pray for my brothers and sisters here today. That God, that the sacrifices that we make, we know that we, like our Paul, we don't labor in vain. We don't labor in vain. We don't do the things for you, and it's in vain. But you build our treasures. Our treasures were in heaven where it's most important, where it matters the most. I speak a blessing over you today. I speak courage and wisdom over you today. I speak revelation over you today. I speak that one word. If your one word is hope or faith or love or revelation or forgiveness or honesty or dedication, I speak that over you today. I speak that one word over you today. I ask God just to continually bless you and strengthen you. That's the love of God. May the love of God impermeate your entire being. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. If you guys will stand to your feet and look at me just just before we close. We've got prayer teams over here that will pray for you today. Do you need prayer today? I need some prayer. I need to come in agreement. We always will have prayer teams available for you today. We're not going to, it's always going to be available. It's up to you. If you want to take advantage of it and use it, we we will be able to do that. So the prayer teams are going to come. They're going to be here available for you today. Listen, real quick, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Connect with him. Have peace with God. Get peace with God. Maybe you've been struggling in your life with all sorts of different things. 
And maybe you said, you know, I gave my life to Christ years ago, maybe when I was a child or a teenager. Just renew that commitment today. If you want to renew that commitment today, we're here available for you. You know, I, you know, I began to start thinking about praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. Have you, are you praying in the Holy Ghost? Maybe be praying in the Holy Ghost more. Being praying in the Spirit. You can pray in the natural too. Are you praying? Are you praying? How many of you know prayer is communicating with God? It's communicating out. Some of us have just set our prayer shield down or our prayer cloth down or our secret place down. We've just done that. Renew that thing today. Renew that thing today. Go out of here empowered and charged for him. So if you don't know Jesus, now's the time. This is the day of the day of salvation. Amen. And this is the day. This is the day. This is God's day. Let me just speak a blessing over you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless, 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 bless. We declare blessings. Your word says that when we declare and decree a thing, it shall be established unto you. I declare that the blessings of the Lord will run you down and overtake you. <laughs> That's already started. A man came into the church real quickly. A man came into the church this week. I came out of the office and he was standing in the foyer. This was actually Friday and I was having a meeting and, and he came out and, and I said, what do you do? And he said, I know you guys feed a lot of people. And he handed me a hundred dollar bill. And I looked at him and I said, what? He said, I know you guys feed a lot of people. You help a lot of people. This is just to help. And I, I looked at him and I was, I mean, it was like, whoa, are you serious? And then I didn't realize until probably right now that that was a seed of the very beginning of what God's going to do. Oh, come on. Let's give the Lord some praise in the house today. Hallelujah. We bless you. Go forth in his power. Go forth in his might. Those of you that are watching us online, be blessed and highly favored. God bless you. If you need prayer, we've got it. Visit with one another on the way out. May you go forth in his power and his might. God bless. Have an awesome afternoon.